When you need to know, KCIM is the place to listen. On 1380 AM and 95.1 FM, this is KCIM Carol. KCIM Sports presents the Pizza Ranch Saturday Morning Coaches Show with sports director Jeff Blankman. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show here on this Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman with you, of course. We're going to be talking football here shortly with Ryan Steinkamp of the Kemper Knights. They picked up a big win at Greene County. We'll talk with Craig Rowetter. The Carroll football team suffered a tough loss last night. We've got volleyball, cross-country, and swimming as well. Rusty Wintermote, the Kemper volleyball coach, set to join us. Thomas Nelson will talk Kemper cross-country. Michaela Klink, of course, talks Carroll volleyball. And Deb Danner, she'll talk about Carroll girls swim. Now, again, don't forget our player of the game pictures are on our social media sites. Audio from last night's radio broadcast available on the website. Video broadcast of the Carroll game last night on the CB Sports Network YouTube channel. Game recaps with scores and stats on the website at 1380kcim.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report will be over the weekend, but we do have a full statewide scoreboard broken down with our districts at the top, and then the full state scoreboard again coming up uh, on the website as well, so you can find that all at sports.1380kcim.com. Quick look at uh, that local scoreboard from last night. Again, in Class 2A District 8, Kemper knocks off Greene County 39-3. Des Moines Christian beats up on Sadell 47-0. And Roland Story got by Southeast Valley 20-14. Class 3A District 1, MOC Floyd Valley rallies to beat Carroll 40-34. It was Sioux Center shutting out Heelan 21-0. And Sergeant Bluff Luton edges Boyden Hole Rock Valley in overtime 26-23. Class 1A District 2, Esac falls to Pocahontas area 28-6. Manson and Northwest Webster shuts out Eagle Grove 39-0. Emmitsburg also blanks Sioux Central Sioux Rapids 40-0. Class A, District 7, South Central Calhoun downs IKM Manning 35-7. Madrid edges Earlham 13-6. Panorama over Southwest Valley 49-15. And it was ACGC beating Riverside 27-15. Eight-man District 1, Arweva falls to Woodbine 56-26. Booyer Valley over Sydney 41-12. St. Mary's of Remsen gets by New Alfonda 51-18 in West Harrison beats Siouxland Christian as well 48-26. In eight-man at District 9, Audubon holds on to beat Coon Rapids Bear 22-16. Glenn Ralston over Collins Maxwell 38-0. St. Edmund tops uh, GTRA 46-36 and Colonesco defeated Baxter as well by a final of 38-16. Again, we'll step away, take a break, back uh, with more of our Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. We'll have Ryan Steinkamp from the Kemper football team set to join us next. Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Jeff Langman joined right now by uh, Ryan Steinkamp, the head coach for the Kemper Knights. They pick up a nice 39-3 victory against number 8 Green County on the road last night. First of all, Coach, congratulations. And second, thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You bet, Coach. You and I chatted for the scoreboard show last night. I think you were pretty pleased. Uh, all three you know, areas and aspects of the game played well for you last night uh, as you've had a little time to kind of sit back and reflect. Um, what jumps off the board at you first? What was the most impressive thing you saw from your team last night? Oh, I thought we were really consistent. You know, we, we you know, if, if, if we had an error that happened on the field, we fixed it right away. Coaches and players were communicating. So that was just nice to see, you know, a few times when they got yards on us, we coaches would put them in bad positions or a blitz or alignment. They were able to fix that and adapt. And, you know, offensively, we just kept taking what was there for us. And, uh, the kids, and then the kids made plays. I got to go back three weeks to the game against the AHST of Oka Walnut. That win against a ranked team seemed to be what turned things going in the right direction for you guys. What was it in that week, do you think, that kind of triggered the run that you guys are currently on? Because this is three really good wins now in a row. Um, you know, the first two weeks of the season, we learned a lot. You know, we learned how to lose, and we learned how to get get, get better from that, coaches and players. So, um, and then the, the overtime game against Avoca, you know, we just kind of learned, like, hey, like, we got to stay in the path, stay motivated, st- you know, trust it, and the kids are starting to see it pay off now. I know you really called the defensive play. Sometimes you said last night that you're, you're back working on the defense while, while the offense is out on the field. So we'll start with the defense. What stood out for you about the defensive performance last night? What was the game plan really against both Ebersol, their quarterback who got hurt late in the first half, and the Hanson kid who's a really good receiver? Um, Hanson kid, you know, kind of just bracketing him, knowing where he's at. As he's our main guy, he still gets some plays on us. And then um, Ebersol just... You know, we're going to blitz one backer out on the other backer was spying him because he does like to get loose. And I thought um, our backers did a good job of um, – we didn't blitz the outside very much because we knew that he likes to – we wanted to keep him inside the pocket and the other backer could fill. So that would be a nice job containing him and uh, making plays on him. 
Coach, uh, as far as the defense, we talked last night. Defensive line plays really good. Your linebacker is able to flow. I was surprised the first time I get a chance to see you guys at how quickly your guys get into the backfield. Are you guys blitzing on that, or is that just guys reacting to plays? Um, a little bit, a little bit of both. You know, we know we never let our D line get too far upfield. You know, um, we have some pretty under undersized linebackers, but they read the flow good. Um, the D line is uh, Coach Stevens a good job of keeping keep them shoulder square, so they come through to make the plays. But they know like we're not we're not getting upfield, so. We're, we're hitting them at the point of attack rather than creating scenes, which is really important. And another cool thing, your, your three starting linebackers are all wrestlers. Uh, man, they're, that they're pretty good. That, that's pretty good. Isn't it? The yeah. way they tackle looks like wrestlers. It does. <laughs> that, 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 that definitely helps a lot. Yep. Yeah, the three pretty good wrestlers. Yep. What area was it? D-line linebackers or secondary did you think played the best last night? Um, You know, I thought all three levels did a lot of good things, too. I'd probably say, you know, D-line just, you know, I just, I, I, I never, they were, they were probably the most disciplined, I'd say. Linebackers, so many, it was a little slipper last night, made some mistakes. But D-line, they fought hard, they stay low, they, they, they created avenues for our linebackers, too. So those, I know those guys don't get a lot of glory, but they, they definitely set the tone up there. I know they say that you're supposed to kind of play over the top of yourself and not let your legs get too wide when you're trying to make cuts. What did you talk to the guys about last night? Because both teams slipping all over the field. It was just really wet, a day of, of rain and, and long grass. Those two things don't go well together. Yeah, you know, you never so – we start diving at tackles kind of because, I mean, you know, every time we broke down, we'd be slipping and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but you know, offensively, you know, we just went to the, we went to the quick, quick outside game because we couldn't make, we couldn't run anything. We, the, the guards couldn't pull; they were falling down, creating holes. Like we just went to the quick outside game, and like I said last night that the receivers did a great job blocking. The O line did a good job setting that edge. And I thought Brock played really well. Opening drive, you guys able to march it down. How nice was it to see, even though you wanted a touchdown, you always want touchdowns, but to see Tommy Fitzsimmons uh, get that nice thirty-five yard field goal to kind of open things up for you guys. That was great, you know. Uh, we've had ups and downs in the kicking game this year too, but we've had confidence in him. You know, we never we never went away from it. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's great, great job at the line, great, great hold, great snap, and we put it through. What were you guys anticipating seeing defensively? I know Coach Clint calls the plays, but you start off run, 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 then you go pretty much mainly pass most of the rest of the game. Yeah, they they they, they did a good D line. They do that six six in the middle was a it was a load. Um, so, but they did they really kind of gave us. Um, crosses over the middle and the kind of short out passes and the kids the kids just made plays with them you know we just kept kept it simple and then uh thought we did a great job uh, blocking and making plays you mentioned last night that uh, brock the, the deep balls weren't there but he was okay with the check downs and, and the quick stuff last night is that something that you guys in his third start have worked with him on yeah i just remind him you know i don't i like you know he's a, he's a young kid and yep let's take those he's a he's a three-point shooter too he likes taking those deep ones <laughs> i'm like hey it's okay to take the short ones like keep the sticks moving like it'll, like let those happen and stuff like that because the first couple games he played he had some big pass plays and you know i'm like the more he's learning he's like hey i can hit this 10 15 yards out and then that sets up the big plays and saw that tonight I thought you guys were in control, but I thought that touchdown late to go up 17 to nothing in the first half, then the forcing them to punt with using your timeouts and getting the ball back and scoring with 17 seconds left in the half, you know, took it from midfield in about 30 seconds to get that touchdown. Uh, that really kind of ended the game last night. Talk about the execution that both defense <coughs> and offense had for you guys in that set of plays. Yeah, we knew they had to run the ball there, and we got a few, a few, got a few stops. So use our, use our timeouts and um, field position. You know, they're punting from their twenties. So we got the ball about the 50, 50 yard line. Call a few plays. And, you know, we we knew we were out of timeouts, but we um, Brock did a good job throwing it away. We had a, we had a kill play, um, and then um, I can't remember what touchdown that was, but it was just great execution by the kids. And our, and our field guys were sitting there ready to go. So yeah, that, that's a that's a big confidence boosting play. You come out in the I formation twice down at the goal line. First time you go with the run play to Case and Piercy scores i thought the second time was beautiful as well brock fakes it takes it on the option kind of on the quarterback run decides to keep it himself looked like maybe he had a run pass option there but the run was open and he scores i thought you had the defense completely fooled on that second one yeah we did, we had, it's, it's supposed to be a pass bootleg but you know we told him like hey if it's, if it's there just t- just take it going there he did, he did a great job with that Coach, you mentioned Des Moines Christian. They throw the football a lot. What are you looking at with them coming up next Friday? Um, we're going to have to uh, buckle down with our, with our, our coverages and our, our um, run, our uh, defensive pressures. So I haven't watched a ton of film on them yet. You know, we have one game at a time, but we're going to have to. Uh, I know they've been playing pretty well, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a big game. I hate to bring this one up. Doug talked about it. Doug Wanniger, my broadcast partner, last night a couple of times. You guys have struggled a little bit getting off the field in third and especially third and longs. I think Green County had three of those. Got to probably not have any of those against Des Moines Christian coming up. Yeah, you know, so third, that's one of our goals is getting out, to, you know, getting out the field on third downs under 50%, under 50%, you know, or 
getting off the field 50% of the time on third downs. And, you know, we, we, we can't let those drives go because that just gives them confidence and stuff too. So that, that's going to be a big um, uh, emphasis for us this week. Well, Coach, we appreciate all the time. Congrats again on the win last night. Uh, best of luck coming up next week at Des Moines Christian. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. You bet. Head coach again, Ryan Steinkamp of the Kemper football team. Again, they pick up a 39-3 victory last night against Green County. We'll step away. We'll talk with Craig Rowetter about Carroll High and their tough loss last night to MOC Floyd Valley when we come back on the Peach Ranch Scoreboard Show or on the Peach Ranch Coaches Show here on KCIM. Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this uh, Saturday morning here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCIM. We're talking right now with Carroll Tiger head football coach Craig Rowetter. As the Tigers suffer a heartbreaker last night falling to MOC Floyd Valley, 40-34. to Carroll led that one in the third uh, before uh, MOC Floyd Valley able to take advantage uh, in the fourth quarter. Coach, appreciate you joining us here on this, this Saturday morning. Apologize about how things closed out for you guys last night. Yeah, no need to apologize on your end. We were the ones that couldn't finish the deal. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. But you know, like we said in you know pregame, we knew every battle we've had with MOC has come down to come down to the end. And um, you know, usually it's a little bit more low scoring. Um, but this one, you know, didn't disappoint. I guess if you were, uh, you know, didn't if you didn't really care have a dog in the fight, it was probably an entertaining game. What was the difference in this one with the offenses? Because as you said, most of most of your guys' games are like 12 to 10 type of games. To, to, to have a 40 to 34 and the amount of points you guys scored really in the second half, both teams, what was the difference this year? Uh, you know, again, we, we were expecting them to load the box, you know, to kind of negate our run game, and which they did. And I, w- I was confident going in with with Carter and you know we knew we had some speed with Regaler and um you know Zygmunt was able to uh play a little bit this week and so I I thought we had a a little bit of edge there in the speed game and when they they did exactly what we kind of thought they played the safeties uh within eight yards of the box and um you know a little bit of a run fake and Regaler had a pretty good night as far as he was by the safety before they got their head turned around uh, figuring out where he was. Yeah, that put you guys up at seven to nothing. It sounds like though, and that was in the second quarter. It was a scoreless first quarter of play. They answer right back. How big was that? If you guys maybe got that stop and got the ball back, do you think maybe you could have put some distance between them early and, and not allowed them to kind of get into a rhythm? Uh, you, you know, we did really defensively. Um, they could not run the ball on us that first half. We. I mean, we kind of focused on the run game, too, and um, so we kind of stalemated them there like they did us in the run game. And, yeah, we actually missed, you know, our first offensive series in the first quarter, we just missed uh, Chase running with the exact same play um, that he scored on in the second quarter. Uh, we just overthrew him a little bit. So we knew, you know, the middle of the field was there for us to attack. And, yeah, if we got the ball, you know, back there, I think we could, And which – you know, we did, after we did give up a score uh, to go down 12-7, and then we were able to march it down quick, kind of the old two-minute drill, and um, got in field goal range for Kieran, and uh, that's what made it a two-point ball game there before half. Coach, it sounds like uh, Kieran had a pretty good night kicking the football for you guys, and it also sounds like you guys had some really good success in your two-minute drills last night. Yeah, we, you know, didn't really, didn't really flinch you know, knowing what we had had to get done. And um, Carter made, you know, well, hey, when they they kind of didn't bring, a, they didn't really bring a whole lot of pressure um, in those situations. They tried playing more coverage. So um, our offensive line gave gave Carter plenty of time to, to set up and throw in those. And the guys were hitting the open windows, you know, when they were dropping um, everybody back into their zones. We kind of did a nice job moving around. Um, you know, we even had a couple of, specific routes called to look at and if they were covered up and the guys did a nice job um you know kind of adjusting on the fly and uh finding the open windows and um you know made good use of our uh you know we some of our no huddle calls you know just to get lined up so we didn't have to take time running into play we knew what they knew exactly what to do and so we work on that every every thursday you know for pregame stuff so it's kind of um, good to see that you know what you're what you're practicing is reflecting you know and sinking in with the kids that they can pull it off in the game. 
Kiernan Polkin hits a 25-yard field goal uh, midway through the third quarter, puts you guys up 13-12. to 12. Then the defense gets a turnover, and you guys turn that right into points to go up 27-12 to 12 late there in the third quarter. What was the thought process going through your guys' head at that point there? Uh, I felt like we had the momentum there, especially after getting that turnover. So we, you know, wanted to take a shot, and um, the, maybe I'm not very creative, but we went to the same play that was open twice. So we hit Chase again on the same play down the middle, and uh, scored another touchdown. Right, you know, kind of went for the went for the kill shot there, and um, and he made a great catch. You know, as he um, Carter hit him in stride and got right behind the safety. So that that was kind of our my mentality there as far as. Colton plays, you know, just I thought we had the momentum there, and if we could kind of, you know, stretch out that lead, um, that was a great time to do it. They answer, though. You guys score with, what, about 12 seconds left in the third. They answer before the third ends. Is that where momentum changed? Yeah, that was that was kind of a that, – that one hurt. I mean, we still had the lead at that point. But, uh, yeah, they literally – I think they crossed the goal line right after the third quarter expired. And, uh, you know, that, that got them back within a one-score game. So that, that you could tell the momentum uh, was starting to shift again at, at that point. And, um, you know, unfortunately, too, at that point, we were kind of sounds weird for this late in the season, but dealing with a couple cramping issues again and, um, you know, and had a couple guys that were just, again, not we weren't quite fully back um, roster-wise, and so some of the guys were having to play a little bit more both ways than what um, we would like, and, and that kind of showed, I think, towards the end. Turnover for you guys allows them to tie it at 27. They eventually get up 40-27, to 27, but uh, again, you guys answer, Coach. Uh, another two-minute drive drill there in the fourth quarter, able to get some points on the board, cut it to 40-34. Had a chance with an onside kick. Uh, how, how did how did that play out and, and, and stuff? That's not something that's easy to execute. Uh, no, we've actually had it. I mean, the nice thing about uh, Kieran, you know, he's he kicked varsity now for two years, but he uh, still plays offense and defensive line for us so he'll he goes to the jv you know to work on the on those positions and um he's had a couple onside kick attempts in the jv games just kind of uh work on that you know and it went right you know they had to you try to find the lineman numbers um up front on the, if there's any up there for onside kick they had one he kicked it hard right at number 60 but uh credit to credit to him he came he came up with the ball Coach, you mentioned uh, as they hold on, they recover the onside and hold on for the 40-34 to 34 win. Got some guys back. How did how different did your team seem tonight, even though you took a loss? Um, you know, there's still some some things to work on. It was, it was nice that, you know, we got uh, Peyton Wardell was back, uh, one of our captains, and he's coming off that broken collarbone um, at the end of July there. So this was his first uh, – he was cleared – you know, the, the very end of last week, not for uh, the game last week, but he, then he was able to go full contact all week uh, this week in practice. So it was nice to see him out there, um, you know, flying around. We had uh, Zygmunt was back. Matt Collison um, also was coming back off a knee, kind of a knee sprain. Um, and he made some good plays out there defensively. We kind of kept him uh, just on defense uh, for us tonight, and, or last night. And, um so, you know, it was, it's nice getting some of those, but, again, we were missing Edric Heisterkamp. He was dealing with some bruised ribs, so hopefully a week off here and he'll be ready to go next week. You know, we could have used him a little bit in the secondary, I think. Um, and we'll have a couple. But, you know, other than that, as far as the injury front goes, um, you know, we're still missing Brayton Alford uh, with a, a foot deal. And then uh, Ludwig kind of has a little – Stinger going that he's so we kind of tried to play him mostly on defense uh, last night. He did he still got into offense um, once Zygmunt was cramping a little bit. So, uh, but that's kind of the the rundown on, <laughs> on the situation there. Coach, you're on the road as you mentioned. Next week, got to make that long trip up to Bishop Healit. Uh, what are you guys looking at? I think they lost tonight. Got beat by Sioux Center twenty one nothing. Yeah, Sioux Center. You know, I thought they were probably on paper the district favorite um 
and so I wasn't too shocked to see that they, you know, they did that. And um, I don't know. I I'd have to dig out the fire find somebody more uh, with the research than than I have right now for our history up at Healing. I don't know if we've ever won a game up there. So, but to get that monkey off her back, uh, you know, for this this week coming and uh, you know we should. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, last year we knew we kind of let that one get away from us. Um, so I think you know the guys are hungry. They, like I said, they they fought till the end tonight. Never gave up, even down two scores with you know uh, two minutes or a minute and a half left, whenever it was, and uh, got back you know to be in the position to get an onside kick. So um, you know this season's far from over as far as you know district play goes. Um, you know, one loss isn't gonna destroy you but you gotta now we're kind of behind the eight ball on that as far as having to um you know not probably for sure having to win out but that's kind of what it looks like the next four we better be on the right side of the scoreboard well coach appreciate all your time on this saturday morning enjoy your weekend uh best of luck coming up next week we'll talk to you again here soon Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. And go Tigers. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tigers. Back with more of the uh, Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM. Back here at the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show, talking right now with Rusty Wintermoat, the head volleyball coach, of course, with the Kemper Knights. And, Coach, it's always good to catch up with you. Well, you know, it's a weird morning, Mr. Blankman. I don't have a tournament game. I don't have to get on a bus. I just get to speak to you. And uh, enjoy this uh, beautiful day. Get a chance to go visit my four grandchildren. So, uh, you know what? If I can't be around the volleyball and visiting with you, I might as well be with my grandkids. Absolutely. I would say that's a much better day than than, uh, dealing with me, getting to spend time with the grandchildren. So hopefully you get a chance to enjoy that. We won't keep you too long so that you can get on the road here this morning. I do want to bounce back first to last Saturday. You mentioned weekend tournaments. You guys have had a lot of those here to start the season. Um, last Saturday, you went up to Sioux City, up to Healan, uh, for the CYO tournament. Uh, ended up going four and one on the day. Um, I get the sense you guys played pretty well, but probably a couple of matches you wouldn't mind getting back. One, the healing, probably set number two, and then uh, maybe even set two against St. Edmund early in the morning. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. This group has always been a slow starter, uh, especially on Saturday mornings, but they always seem to kind of get better as the day goes on. Yeah, against St. Edmund, um, we uh, – I. We're starting to have some injury bugaboos. You know, Casey is dealing with a, a little bit of a sore back and uh, Aubrey with an ankle. And then I have some other kids with just some bumps and bruises just from, again, going a long time. And, and so I was doing some substitution and getting some kids in, getting playing time uh, if injuries were to happen. And so we, we really fell out of rhythm. So I kind of take the blame for that because uh, the kids, they worked hard. They did whatever we asked them to do. It's just I put them in spots that they weren't used to in situations, and so I had to kind of retract that a little bit and do a better job of subbing in with, you know, inexperience with experience, especially at the hitting spots. So as the day went on, yes, I wish we would have had to stay heads back, but they found a way to win, and that's when you ask your team to find a way to win, uh, sometimes it's okay that they're close, even though uh, you took care of them in game one, that type thing. Uh, so yeah, but you know, then we took on a, uh, a good rest in St. Mary's team. My goodness gracious. They, that that's probably one of the, the other teams other than East Sac and, and, uh, South Central Calhoun that's really done a nice Ridgeview who's done a nice job of just keeping the ball off the floor, but they weren't big kids, but they knew how to rotate perimeter wise. And we had to play hard. Uh, we had a tendency there were, I think we, well, we won 2-0, but game two was actually closer than the score indicates because we started to roll shots and tip shots and push shots. And, uh, I, you know, it wasn't a matter, it wasn't a connection thing. The kids just were seeing some things. And we always want them to see things and react. But um, we had to get away from the, uh, I call them just the easy balls for them to pick up and just hit it hard. Let's see what happens. And once we did that, we were really kind of took control of the game in game two. Uh, then we took on Bishop Garrigan, uh, another team that he lost a lot of kids from last year's team. And 
And uh, our serve uh, also went on another strong serving event, and so did Franny. And but all the girls served, girls served really sharp and hard in that match. Um, so we didn't really struggle with them, uh, but we didn't have to do a lot other than just work on our uh, possibilities of free ball coming back over, and we responded well to that. Um, and then we took on um, Galen Catholic, which they're they're a below 500 team, but I'm, I, I that's another team that uh, they're going to cause, cause fits in 1A when regional start because they they didn't have much of a block, but I tell you what, they knew how to. Um, do a lot of great angle passing to get to balls and pop them up, and but they just didn't attack on us hard. They kind of that was a match we had to work on our free ball offense, and and you always enjoy having some of those so you can see what you guys can do uh, when it doesn't happen as much. And and then of course we ran into Healing, and and honestly, Mr. Blankman, we were we were up on that one. I think it was. 17-14, and then 18-15, and then it slowly built to 19-19, and timeouts didn't help. It just seemed like whatever we were doing after uh, towards the end, towards the end of that first one, it just it didn't look smooth. And then going into game two, it wasn't a matter of what we couldn't do because we were hitting the ball hard. They just they've got a girl, young freshman that moved in from Dakota Valley, who's already committed to go to Creighton. We they got. They're big outside, and they have three Division One players playing for them, kind of like playing Dyke New Hartford. Uh, we went after them, but uh, we had a, we just couldn't connect on anything. Server receive passing was great. Um, it was the fact that we couldn't connect on hits, and then when we, it's one of those, and you know that when you start to tip and push against a very good team, you're feeding right into their engine, and we did that, and and they did a nice job of moving the ball around and. Really, just kind of took care of us. We didn't we didn't cause them to make many mistakes like we did in game one. So they are they are a legitimate top ten team in four A. That's for sure. I they are a very nice group and very well coached. And we gave them everything we had for for a game, and and uh, we just have to learn from what we didn't do and what we're capable of doing in game two. Coach, you guys able to bounce back Tuesday? Uh, went down to Shenandoah. Uh, swept both Shenandoah and Atlantic. Uh, looking at game scores, uh, not going to say it was easy in either one, but looked like pretty comfortable wins. Well, uh, you know what? I was really kind of, I don't want to say terrified, but I was a little worried about Shenandoah, who's got 6-1, and they've got um, Larson that's on the outside, or I think it's Larson, but anyway, she leads the conference and kills for set, and and uh, I was a little bit worried about that one because uh, of the fact of with the injuries coming off of the weekend and didn't know how the kids would react. But uh, we served well. Um, we caused them to go out of system. And when we can do that, obviously, I think it becomes more into our favor, obviously. But um, their height, um, when they had a uh, – there was a, a four rotations where they've got size up front. And we had to do a better job of running slides and sweeps and getting gap shots. So we, we couldn't be vanilla, and uh, which is what we call it anymore, is that we've got to get away from running vanilla stuff and easy to block. And they were getting touches and tips. We just found a way to, when uh, our serve was on, they struggled. And that was the case in game one and two. And uh, game three was a lot closer. Uh, they... They started finding the line on hits, and we had to make adjustments, and then they went cross, and then we struggled with their cross attack as we weren't getting the right angles outside the block. Um, so we just had to uh, make sure we found their hot hitter and just take care of that person, which we started to do, and then uh, then, we'll, then we'll just handle everybody else. So the kids had a nice blocking match. Uh, when we could take care of their best outside hitter, and then that's when they really struggled. Atlantic, well, they lost eight seniors from last year, and uh, but they scrapped, really only have about one hitter, and uh, we took care of her. Uh, serve receive again was their bugaboo, but we're, we served well. Um, even though we're having higher errors than I would like right now, um, the serves that we're connecting on are causing teams problems. So we got out of there, uh, two quick matches, it, you know, hour and ten minutes, I guess, on both of them. It doesn't matter, but... Um, I walked away 
was able I was able to take care of some injuries. In other words, give them some rest. Casey rested uh, quite a bit in, uh, in match two against Atlantic. Um, it was able to give Aubrey some time, and then even Brianna is suffering from a little bit of IT um, uh, pains and aches within her knee. I like to tell her I think you're you're growing. Uh, gets you to six five, and then we'll worry about that. So, uh, but yes, uh, now I gave him rest on Wednesday, and now he's got to prepare for a good week next week. Well, Coach, uh, yeah, busy week next week. Uh, I'll see you down in Glenwood on Tuesday night. I know you guys are over at Roland Story for a tournament on Monday, but I'll see you guys down there in Glenwood as I'll have the broadcast coming up on Tuesday night. Enjoy the weekend with the grandkids. Appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Hey, you enjoy your uh, the wedding you have to go to, and uh, be safe and eat lots of food. That's all I can give you credit for. So. Uh, uh, enjoy your weekend as well, sir. Absolutely will do. Rusty Wintermode again, the head volleyball coach with the Kemper Knights back with more of the Pizza Ranch scoreboard coming up next. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. At St. Anthony Rehab, we offer services with licensed therapists to help children establish a strong foundation for future learning. Hi, this is Jenny Ogman, physical therapist with St. Anthony Rehab Services. I'm a part of the Pediatric Therapy Squad. Our goal is to help infants, teens, and children with speech, occupational, and physical therapy needs. For speech therapy, we can help your child put thoughts into words and sentences, learn to arrange sounds, practice listening skills, and more. Helping children with occupational therapy could include help with developing fine motor skills, hand-eye coordination, behavior coping skills, and play skills. With physical therapy, we work on improving gross motor skills, balance, posture, coordination, and more. The Pediatric Therapy Squad is playing to make progress. Learn more by contacting the St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services Department located within St. Anthony Regional Hospital. Always look to the cross. Always St. Anthony. Kemper Cross Country continuing to have an outstanding season for both the boys and the girls. And joining us here on the Pizza Ranch at Coaches Show is head coach Ed Thomas Nelson. And coaches, always appreciate your time on this Saturday morning. I always enjoy being here. Thanks for having me. You bet, Coach. You guys ran Tuesday. I, I kind of liked the story you told me. You were getting nervous on the drive down, as everybody knows. A lot of areas got quite a bit of rain on Tuesday. You guys drove in rain the whole way, uh, but as you got to Quail Run, it quit, and, and the course was in good shape. You guys were able to get the meet in. Yeah, uh, we we were we got on the bus. It was raining. It uh, rained most of the way down there and, and, and pretty hard, and I just kept looking at my phone and being like, kept saying that the weather there was going to be okay. It was going to be okay. And about maybe five miles uh, <laughs> away from the course, guys kind of cleared up and we pulled in and even the kids were like, the roads here don't, it's not like there's puddles or anything. They they all look dry and um, it, it ran like a normal meet outside of the drive down. <laughs> Which is outstanding because the boys end up picking up another win. Uh, you guys knock off a very good woodbine team, uh, 41 uh, for you guys, 57 for them. Uh, really good balance. You and I were kind of chatting about that here during the commercial break. Uh, you know, Ryan North took third, Jacob Graving seventh. Uh, you had Dayton Weeder in ninth, uh, Fletcher Baiting 11th, Blake Malinsky 16th, and then Thomas Bottomham in, in 20th. So six guys in the top 20 says a lot about the depth of this team. Yeah, um, we we were really excited how everyone ran. Um, I, I think and that, that's what really stood out at this. Is you, you saw we had uh, a couple different packs guys going together. Um, Blake was up with Fletch and Davin for a while, and so just having those three really push each other. I think uh, kind of probably the runner of the meet for us was Fletch Bading. Um, he, he ran a career PR. Uh, I, I really was impressed with uh, he, he got out a little harder than usual, got himself up towards. Uh, the front of the pack a little more, and I, I think it really paid off for him. So get, getting him, uh, you know, he's he's just three seconds off Dayton, who had a, a really good race himself. So getting him all the way up there is going to be really important for us as the season goes, and, and he just really crushed it there. 
Um, and, and same thing, uh, it was a really good day for the Baiting Boys. Charlie, you know, uh, in his first official meet as being our seventh varsity guy, uh, gets a PR um, and, and shades, you know, about 15 seconds off his best time, um, w- which was, you know, really good for us. But uh, Jacob McCarter, who ended up, they they ran everything together. He ended up eighth, and he was just a second behind Charlie and ran his best time of the season, too. So uh, we, we're really liking where uh, our packs are kind of pushing up and our times are going down this kind of season. Yeah, you guys, we knew you were going to have depth. That just proves the, the strength uh, up and down the lineup for this group. Uh, Coach, you mentioned here to me during the break as well, uh, sometimes you guys run in courses uh, d- different places this year than what they ran last year. So uh, comparing times from year to year, difficult. But do you feel like the times are where you need them to be at this point of the season? Yeah, I, I think we, we feel really good about where we're at. We actually uh, we did a pretty difficult track workout just yesterday, um, and I was really impressed with what our kids were able to do. Um, I'm really excited. We're going down to Denison next Tuesday. Uh, it's another different course, but but that's okay. But I, I just think um, we're, we're going to be able to do some really solid work there. Um, and then, you know, moving forward over the next couple of meets as the season starts to wind down. And, Coach, I've got to ask, I know the rankings came out on Monday. I glanced through them. And I was personally very surprised to see you guys not in there. I think I mentioned that in my uh, Tuesday sports uh, when I got a chance to kind of read through who is ranked and stuff. Uh, are you surprised at all with the success that your team's had, even against the, the really good competition you've seen in your own conference and the way you hung with teams that are ranked that, that, that you guys as a team haven't jumped in on the boys' side? Um, that, That's a really good question. Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, over the next couple of meets, Denison and Atlantic, seeing some more 3A teams um, to, to really, I guess, prove to people where, where we belong in those rankings. Um, I, I think, you know, especially the Atlantic meet, we're going to see almost all the Hawkeye 10. Um, so hopefully, you know, if we keep putting the work in, um, then, you know, the recognition will fall out. Let's switch over to the girls, Coach. Uh, they finished fourth overall. Marie Day continues to have uh, a great season, taking fourth. Addie Davis, uh, you'll talk a little bit about her, uh, finished in 33rd. Julia Kenny, uh back in action, finished 38th. Uh, Shelby Graving, 39th. Uh, Madeline Sigmart, 43rd. And Julia Craig finished up in, in 58th. Overall, how did you feel like things went for the girls? Um, I, I thought we really competed well. Um, we were kind of short. We didn't have, have the full team there again. Um, Kyra and Kaysen uh, weren't, weren't able to finish the race. Uh, but for the girls who, who came out and, and ran, we did, we did great. You know, Marie, like you said, getting fourth is just her, her consistency has been really good for us. And Abby Davis has, uh, for three consecutive meets, uh, PR'd. Um, so she's, she's really, you know, figuring out where she is as a runner. And just uh, I look forward to consider, uh, continuing to see her bring those times down. Um, I thought Maddie Segabar also had a, a really good race for us. Um, she had one of her, her better times of the year, um, and, and hopefully that gets her a little more confidence going forward. And, and then, you know, like we were talking about, just getting Julia back and running uh, was really big. And uh, I know, you know, now that she's got an, another meet in, um, moving forward, we'll keep seeing her times go down too. You mentioned uh, Dennis and Slashwig on Tuesday. Uh been over to that meet several times over the years. It's usually run out by the soccer fields and by the school, but you said this year uh, they've got to move it to uh, the golf course there at Majestic Hills, uh, and and hill's the key word there. I think that's going to be a hilly course. So uh, how do you guys get prepared for it? I know you run hills and you practice on those type of things, but uh, how do you get prepared for the meet Tuesday? Yeah, actually, it's been interesting this year, you know, with the trail not being, uh, we, last year we practiced on the trail quite a bit, uh, but it's been closed. So we've been out kind of on, on the town's roads a little more, which has, has had us on a daily basis doing hills a lot more. Uh, I know uh, some of our kids had commented about that. So uh, we won't change anything up dramatically uh, to, to do, you know, be ready for this one. But I think just the, the year that we've had and the practices we've been doing, um, on some of the hills around town we'll, we'll have us prepared are the kids excited to see a different course over at denison yeah I, I think that's something our kids have really embraced uh it's just that that you know a lot of places we've been actually the courses for a variety of different reasons have changed up um so i think they've really started to kind of enjoy you know going somewhere being able to go out and you know get in get in there enough times to be able to walk the course and see you know what the new things like and 
Now, I told our kids uh, we run Atlantic after Denison, and, and last year we had some really good times at Atlantic, and that's a hilly golf course. Um, so I think, you know, knowing we did so well at that one last year, it gives us a little confidence into that, hey, uh, we can go do this thing on Tuesday. Well, Coach, as always, we wish you the best of luck. Congrats on all the successes so far this season, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country teams back with a more from the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Hey, did you know Vistaprint prints everything a small business needs? Like if a barbershop needs signage, we print outdoor signs, posters, and banners. Or if a ballet school needs merch, we print tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies, hats. Or if a coffee shop needs a total refresh, Vistaprint designs logos and prints it on menus, mugs, paper bags, anything. Because with Vistaprint, the printabilities are endless. Print it all with 25% off for new customers with code NEW25 at Vistaprint.com. The opportunity is here to update your vehicle tires with New Way Ford's tire sale before winter weather makes an appearance. This month only, buy three tires and get the fourth free at New Way Ford in Coon Rapids. If your tires are tired, get to New Way Ford in Coon Rapids for the buy three, get one free deal before September 29th. Michaela Clank, the head volleyball coach with the Carroll Tigers, joining us on this Saturday morning as the Tigers getting ready to head over to Nevada for a big 16-team tournament over there. Tigers are going to be in a nice pool, but are guaranteed at least four matches. But it will be a long day coming off a long trip over to Bondurant on Thursday night. But we're going to bounce back, Coach. Appreciate you joining us. First of all, we're going to bounce back to last Saturday. Uh, you guys hosted your own tournament. Uh, looks like everything went well. I got a chance to be up there for a while and then had to go meet with some family about uh, some stuff going on, and so I didn't get to be up there for the entire day. But uh, I thought the tournament ran well. Kind of your thoughts overall on the tournament? Yeah, um, it ran well. We um, were able to play IKM Manning um, right away in the morning. Um, we played them tough, and then um, we played Fort Dodge in New Fonda. Um, I think we, so we ended up losing those second two matches, um, but we played them aggressively. We went into three with four dodge. Um, I really feel like we could have won uh, both of those matches, so that's tough, but um, I overall think we played well. As you say, let's talk a little bit. We'll start with that Fort Dodge. When you dropped that first set, 26-24, to 24, I was there for that one. I thought you guys had a, a couple of different times. I know it's probably hard sometimes to, to remember one match from another when you're coaching so many in a day. But what yeah. stood out for you, and how were you guys able to kind of almost get that first set against Fort Dodge? <clears throat> um, just coming out strong right away. That's, like, really been our um, emphasis this year. Um, but we just needed to, like, clinch the win in the end and um, avoid those missed serves and um, some of those mistakes we made um, just ended up costing us in the end. Has that been an issue a little bit this season, some missed serves? Um, we're streaky. Games will miss zero or we'll miss like five or six. So we can't seem to find that middle ground. And I'm guessing those misses sometimes come at bad times? Yes, Yeah. Coach, uh, 21-18 in that second set, as you said, and then I thought you played Newell Fonda really well as well, losing 21-16 and 21-18. So even though you dropped those two, you had to be happy with uh, probably some of the different things that the girls were doing? Yeah. Um, we were able to watch the teams as they were playing, and we made the adjustments that we needed to. Um, they're just an aggressive team, and um, we were able to clinch that win. Dropped the first set to IKM Manning on Saturday morning, 21-15, but then came back to win the next two, including a 15-13 win in set three. Um, I'm guessing probably just having to wake up on Saturday morning in that first set, uh, but uh, what did you guys do and what did the girls do to bounce back? And then uh, what was the difference in that third set to get you the win? Yeah, we had a home football game the night before, so (laughs) that's um, the girls need a little extra time to wake up. Um, we just 
talked about like needing to refocus and like we have to be ready and give every team um, the respect that they deserve and um, we have to play our game every single game. Let's uh, move on now uh, to this week. Uh, you guys had matches both Tuesday and Thursday. You were home to Ballard on a Tuesday night. Uh, played really well, it looks like, in the third set, but ended up losing. And then kind of the same thing Thursday night uh, over at Bondurant for our, that long road trip. Uh, uh, maybe a struggle in sets one and two, but came out and played more like the Tigers you ex- expect to see in that third set of both those matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, it took us a bit in that first set to start um, adjusting, and I think we were playing very tight. Um, second match, we just weren't making the adjustments that we needed to um, to play with Ballard. And then in that third set, like things finally started clicking um, and just played super close with them, and um, it felt like more like us. Look like, uh, you know, you had a, a several different players uh, maybe play well for you in that uh, matchup uh, against Ballard. Um, ended up with 15 kills overall as a team. Was was Ballard's block giving you guys trouble that night, or, or, or did you feel like you were getting good looks, just not getting them to drop in? Um, I think our their block frustrated a little bit. They have um, huge girls all along the front. Um, and I think it just got in our head a little bit. Um, some of our girls were trying to hit over it and then ended up hitting out and then, um, or even just getting a touch on it made it easier for them to, um, dig our balls. So we weren't able to get as many kills. Looks like your girls, though, returned that favor at the net with eight blocks yourself. You had Olivia Rowetter, uh, Emma Coolman, and Amanda Wardell all with uh, two blocks. So how did you feel like you guys did defensively at the net? Yeah, we've really been um, talking about that block um, just because we have younger girls um, up at the net with Amanda Wardell and then Emma Coolman. She's a junior, um, but she doesn't have that varsity experience yet. But I feel like they really stepped up during that game um, to help with those um, taller girls give, give our back row a chance. Thursday night again down at uh, Bon Durant. Olivia Rowetter looked like she had a really solid night. Hit 222 for you that night with uh, 10 kills. Also had a big night uh, kind of blocking, digging. Uh, was that one of her more complete games? She's played a lot of good good ones so far this year, but was that one of her more complete matches? Yeah, I think so. She played all around um, just very well, very composed. I think she's have, been having a hard time. I mean, she has a lot of pressure on her um, as an outside hitter this year, playing back row as well. Um, and I think she's getting, it seems like she's getting more comfortable in that role. Have you seen uh, kind of your two DSs, your libero, Marison Wittrock, and, and Avery Burke? How have those two grown as the season's gone on? Um, they're, they've gotten so well at um, just reading, reading the block, um, reading the hitters, um, and the only trouble we've had is just like talking between them because they're both just so aggressive and wanting to go after every ball. And so I think that's a good problem to have. You guys are on the road this morning already. Tournament gets underway at 8.30 over in Nevada. I think you told me West Marshall, Wapsie Valley, and Norwalk are the three teams in your original pool. Uh, what time do you guys play your first match here this morning? And, and, and what are you looking at uh, with those three teams? Yeah, um, 9.35 we play. Um, we start off with Wapsie Valley. Um, then we go to Norwalk. So we start off with two ranked teams right away. So we got to be awake and ready to play. Coach, uh, how long of a break in between the sets? Do you play those two and then you get a break, or do you go boom, boom, boom with three? And then how long before you start that second set of pool play? Yeah, we, um, we go back-to-back those first two games. Then we have a two-game break. Um, then we play again at one and then they should start that, um, bracket play right after that one o'clock game. All right. So, so you're hoping to be on the road, two. hoping to be on the road by six o'clock or so on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, I tell yep. you what, wish you the best of luck over there later on today and this morning, of course, as well as always, we appreciate you joining us on what we know is a busy day for you. So best of luck. Enjoy your weekend uh, when you get back home. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Head coach Michaela Klink again with the uh, Carroll Girls Volleyball Team. We'll step away, take a break, back with more of the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning here on KCIM. 
score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Oh, that's good. We're talking with Deb Danner right now and the Carroll Girls Swim Team here on the Pizza Rancho Coaches Show. And Deb, as always, uh, good to catch up with you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, rare weekend off, Deb, but for you, not a weekend off. You're headed down to watch Trevor swim uh, this is Saturday uh, coming up. So uh, uh, have a great trip and, and wish him the best of luck for us. I will. I'll do that. You bet. Deb, let's talk a little bit about last Saturday. Uh, you guys headed up to uh, Fort Dodge, uh, ended up uh, finishing fourth and stuff. Uh, how did you feel like the meet went? I knew you were down a little bit on numbers. Yeah, yeah, our numbers were down, so we only had 10 swimmers there. So um, it was a little tough, but, um, you know, the girls did a great job. They swam some excellent times, and... Um, you know, I can't really complain about that. They they did a good job. It would I have liked to have placed higher as a team, you bet. But it doesn't always work out that way. So, um, you know, when you can't fill out your varsity lineup it's it's a little harder to score some points. Yep. But um, you know talent wise the girls did a great job. They they swam, their times are getting better, they they did a good job. Where did it? Where did which? Who's kind of stood out for you? What events did you feel like uh, you were at where you wanted to be, and maybe finished where you thought, or maybe ahead of where you thought you might? Um, actually, my 200 free relay and my 400 free relay did a very good job for us. Um, they placed a little higher than I was expecting them to, so that was that was great to see. The 200 medley relay ended up getting fourth, but. Um, it was uh, first, second, third, fourth was all within a second of each other. So um, that was just a great race. It was that was exciting watching it all the way to the end. So um, you know, and we're the ones who ended up fourth, but that's just how it worked out for us. And you know, we'll we'll work on things. We'll we'll get faster and uh, see if we can start placing a little bit higher. How did that one play out then? And how close were you to even first place or second place? Um, yeah, we, <laughs> it was a great race. I started out, she had us in second place. Emma pushed us up to first place. Um, Haley held, held it at about, uh, second place. And then it came down to the freestyle and Zelda, she gave it everything. It was her best time that she's ever swam. And, but we just, you know, got touched out and it, it, that's just the way it goes. And, um, you know, Next time we'll get them. It, it must have been an incredible finish then uh, for you know guys to get the best time and then um, end up being nipped there at at the wall. So, so it just tells you the talent that was up there overall. Was this a pretty deep field up in Fort Dodge? Yeah, you know, um, the city has got a very talented team this year. So, you know, they're they're doing great. Um, and uh, Fort Dodge just picked up some girls too that have really added to her program. So, yeah, there was quite a bit of talent there. Um, even Spencer has picked up on their numbers. So, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it's tough to compete against uh, teams with 20 to 30 girls when we're walking in with 10. But, you know, we still fight. We still do the best we can. Yeah, absolutely, and your kids don't back down to anything, Coach, and that comes from you. Um, let's talk a little Amelia Holt here, a third-place finish in the 100 for a 58.03, her time. Uh, how did she swim in that one? Yeah, she had a really good swim. Um, she was pretty happy with her time, uh, you know, just telling her she needed to get at least a 58, which she did. 5803 is, is an excellent time for her. Um, you know, and that time will we'll continue to drop as we go through the season. But, yeah, it, it was a great race for her. Um, her 53 at the 2603 was also another really good race. Um, she's, we're really pushing to try and hit that 25, which 
um, hopefully she'll do today. But, um, you know, she's she's not super happy with it, but she's happy knowing that she's getting closer to that 25. So that was great to see. Um, and then when she swam the two free relay, you know, she popped off at 24.92. So she knows she's got it in her to do it. Yep. But, um, you know, it just has to happen. I think, you know, and for most kids, the relays are the fun events. Um, and they know they got three other people counting on them to do well. So you can, you just swim that much harder, that much faster. So, you know, hopefully we can get that same mentality going in her individual events too. And, uh, you know, see some really great times. And Mai continues to swim well for you. Talk about kind of her transition to, to swimming in the United States and where you've seen her kind of grow this season. Yeah. You know, she's been doing a fantastic job, um, she she works so hard in practice and she she does great. Um, you know, she told me she's a 200 IMer and you know, so we we kind of throw her in between the IM and 200 freestyle. Um, but she's been doing a great job. Uh, you know, it's a little different for her. She normally swims meters. Um, you know, and, and in the U.S. we swim yards, so you know it, it's shorter races, but you have to race them different. So she's she's adjusting pretty good. Her times are getting better all the time, and and she's figuring out how to how to race in a yard pool. So um, yeah, she she's doing a great job. Her first meet, she was just at the end of the meet, she was very emotional because she was like, it was just so fast. All the all my events came up so fast and. Um, it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's how it runs here. And, you know, second meet out, she did a whole lot better. And third meet out, and, and she's she's right there. She, she's she got the hang of it now. I wanted to mention Haley Burns as well. I don't know if we've really focused on her much this season, but uh, look like she swam and swam well for you guys last Saturday. Oh, definitely. She won a 109 in her 100 fly. Um, that was a great time for her. Uh you know, I'm hoping we can drop that even lower. But, yeah, she, she did a great job with that. Um, you know, even uh, her 53 on the relay was a 26.95. So that was great to see this early in the season. So hopefully we can get that down to a low 26. And by districts, I'm hoping we can hit a 25 with her. So, yeah, you know, that that was fantastic. You know, she's been doing the, the fly on our, our medley relay and um, – going to 29.41, which is really good. So, yeah, she's been having a really good season. Um, she's been adding to the team very, very well. Uh, you know, we're going to be throwing her in the 100 free today, and, and hopefully she can, uh, you know, maybe swim in the 58 there, and and uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, she's been doing a great job, um, you know, and she, she's a versatile swimmer, so we can throw her around at different events. So, and she'll do well. So that's just been really nice to see. Girls headed up to Des Moines to Lincoln today. What are you guys looking at in that meet? It looks like it's always, usually always a strong field. Yeah, you know, there, there'll be some good swims there. Um, looking for Des Moines-Lincoln to win the whole thing. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we can play second or third. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen until it starts happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the girls are pumped. They're excited. We've been working hard all week long, working on our relay exchanges, working turns. And, and you know, I think they're ready to go. I think uh, they're going to have some really good times. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Best of luck coming up this weekend. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Great. Thank you. Head coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Girls Swim Team back with more from the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show here on KCIM. If it's time for a new cattle shoot but you don't want to pay for it yet, Olson's Outdoor Power has you covered with AeroQuip's new No Payments for a Year promotion. AeroQuip's stationary or portable shoots are available in either manual or hydraulic with coated slam latches, rubber floors, and bushings on all pivot points, including access gates and vet doors to keep them working smoothly and quietly. Take one home today and don't pay for a year. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop with locations in Atlantic and Carroll. 
Let's wrap up the Pizza Ranch at Coaches Show for this Saturday morning. I want to thank Ryan Steinkamp, Craig Rowetter, Rusty Wintermote, Thomas Nelson, Michaela Klink, and Deb Danner all for joining us here. Thank you for joining us as well. Again, we do have some local sports coming up for you today. Carroll Volleyball is at the Nevada Tournament, or we have a cross-country down at the Harlan Invite, and the Carroll Girls Swim Team at Des Moines Lincoln's Invite. All of that going on today. Again, player of the game pictures from last night on the social media sites, audio from last night's radio broadcast, on the website on the listen to past games part video broadcast of the Carroll football game on the CB Sports Network YouTube channel game recaps and scores and stats will get posted to the website at sports.1380kcim.com on the Brinks exterior sports report coming up over the weekend we do have a full statewide scoreboard from last night available as well on the website at sports.1380kcim.com have a great weekend everybody